This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus face. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band have escaped the Orc lines and arrived at FOB Charlie. Marnie lived through the journey, Atticus proved that Orc guns are best when they're thrown, and Valentine drove them to their destination intact. Can they receive medical care without being killed? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. Copy of an Imperial communication uh, received by frontline glorious regals uh first lieutenant uh tim hagar tim hagar uh we're an inquisitor don't shoot us look for the waving skull don't shoot note from tim hagar um yeah we kind of kept shooting we weren't really sure if this was just a clever ploy or not i mean he kind of sounds like the orcs some of the orcs like the fancy orcs Anyway, we may have shot at an Inquisitor. Uh, help? Uh, Marnie, you wake up in a strange smelling room. Um, there is uh, all manner of uh, horrific human um, stank floating through the air, as well as... Um, the uh, the the kind of rare smell of, of chemical and disinfectant that only seems to exist in in hospitals, um, but uh, you you blink your eyes uh, a couple of times uh, and realize that you're not dead, so that's nice. That's 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 nice for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Atticus. <laughs> it's nice for Laura. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, based on the Twitter response to the episode where you took an axe to the chest, I think it's going to be good for the listeners too. Um, <laughs> Atticus, uh, as the least injured person coming into this, um, I think you've kind of been standing nearby, uh, kind of keeping an eye on on Valentine and and Marnie. Um, is uh, is Atticus a tea guy? Is he a coffee guy? What would what would his his like downtime beverage of choice be? Uh, I mean, if there's no beer, uh, tea. Tea. Okay, great. Um, <clears throat> 
So um, you come over with uh, a, a dented tin mug of uh, of tea, but like industrial grade. Like I always think of tea as a very comforting thing, um, but like it's 40K, damn it. So I'm imagining it's like, it's not like it's industrial grade, like military ration tea. Just served in a skull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it's like a little like metal cage. Like it's not a nice... Thing where it's just like a, an envelope of paper that just kind of clings to to the side, um, but you know it's it's warm, so that's nice at least. Uh, mm. It's been um, it's been a few hours uh, since you all arrived at uh, Ford Operating Base, um, Charlie. Um, both Valentine and Marnie have been in and out of consciousness as um, uh, Doctor Eris patches them up, um, which has meant that uh, Atticus, you've kind of been um, it's fallen to you to kind of keep an eye on things as well as get a lay of the land. Uh, obviously, last time you were with an Imperial Guard regiment, they tried to kill you. Um, so as uh, Marnie blinks uh, and you kind of um, see that she's coming to, you start making your way over to her. But I'm curious what you've been up to in the few hours that uh, she's been under. Uh, I would have received some medical treatment too, uh, I would hope. <laughs> um, but I would have basically um, stayed with the two of them. I would have seen yep. that they were both... Uh, kept in the same room, and I and I would stay in that room as well. Um, and basically, I would uh, be on guard duty, only admitting uh, people to, um, to like administer healing or or the necessary surgery or anything like that on either one of them. All these like Imperium like looky loos of being like, oh, it's an inquisitor. So like those people are not allowed in. People that like want to like ingratiate themselves to an inquisitor or mm. or to even like see if the rumors are true, I'm not letting them in or anything like that. People that have questions like want to report from me on what happened and how we came to be in a boom dack a snaz wagon, they don't get a fucking word out of me. I'm sending <laughs> them down the fucking hall. Uh right. yeah. I love it. Okay. Um so with that in mind then one second lost my character sheet here. Um one second. There we go. Tom, you're a DM. Your cunning is six. <laughs> it's higher than legally allowed in the game, but you've established you have that ability. <laughs> I, I do? Great. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> so, thank it's helping you. you rebuild your character sheet. Oh, that's great. Uh, I see. Very good. Um, cool. So, Tyler, uh, I think then um, what I would like from you is a uh, a discipline or a cool check. Uh, which is just for how successful you are at turning away all looky loose. I think it, I think it's going to be discipline because I think it is that makes it, more sense to me too. I think there's a vigilance aspect to it where it's it's not like oh vigilance is a thing on this, but no no uh, discipline um, because yeah I I think it's it's not about being cool or or, or smoothly like. I will be as abrasive as I need to be to make them leave. <laughs> like gotcha. it's not about being cool or persuasive. It's about being a human wall. Gotcha. Um, so we're gonna go with uh difficulty of three just because you did make a rather dramatic entrance. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. Willpower. Um and do I have anything going on for Will stuff? I don't think I do. Right. Okay. 
All right, go ahead whenever you're ready. Two failures, one threat. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, the uh, you're you are able to successfully not answer questions because I don't think you need to roll to not talk. Um, but um, you are uh, the three of you are put under um, a a guard. Uh, like there, there are several uh, sort of like almost like the equivalent of like military police. Um, who are specifically meant to, to kind of watch, keep an eye on you guys. Um, so I'll also say that has limited uh, your ability to kind of move around the camp and get the lay of the land, but... Um, that wasn't uh, going anywhere anyway. Yep, great. Um, okay, cool. Um, but they are highly suspicious of, of the three of you. It's, uh, there's, there's no reason that um, a, uh, uh, a Karasit soldier should be here... Um, they're definitely suspicious of Valentine, and uh, you kind of fit fit in a bit better. But also, you showed up in a uh, in a snaz wagon, so they're kind of confused. Um, cool. So um, Laura and well, actually, all three of you, um, you can uh, bring yourselves up to um, half of your uh, threshold. Oh, nice. Um, if you are already at half of your threshold, um, you can bring yourself up by uh, an additional quarter of your threshold so basically with quick field medicine that um dr eris is doing you're not going to get the full treatment um they're just going to patch you up enough that you're no longer falling apart um you'll need actual rest and and care to to get back up to to full um great so um tyler or with that role then um you have to have a conversation with the doctor as uh, as they treat you um you uh, you were aware that um, uh, they're a very efficient doctor, and that ultimately, like you guys, could get patched up without causing too much of a stir. Mm -hmm. uh, and I will say that the guards watching you—it's not like they're investigating you or anything. Like it's not. This is it. This, this is the you know until you can give a statement, we're just going to keep an eye on you, kind of thing. Okay. Um, so it's not like your your cover has been completely blown. Um, but uh, yes, uh, Doctor Aris, as uh, they're patching patching you up. Uh, says, uh, so I'm guessing it's not exactly a coincidence that uh, you showed up with a half-dead Inquisitor and a half-dead soldier from a unit that doesn't exist anymore, huh? Well, you are my favorite sawbones, Ares. Uh, well, you're my, my favorite punchy guy. Um, yeah. And uh, Ares just kind of... Um, grins and, and shakes their head. Um, they, they've met you, I think you, you've probably met once or twice, um, but there's a, um, there is a, a degree of kind of understanding um, in that uh, Colesti works much the same way you do. Like there's a job to do, you do the job as efficiently, like there's no bedside manner, there's no, no that's fine. pleasantries. It's just like, I am, I, I, you know, my job is to keep the machine going. The machine happens to be a bunch of squishy humans Fuck. Yep. Um, so uh, they um, uh, they kind of examine your wounds, get you patched up. Uh, as they're working on uh, Valentine, uh, they just say, um, "Word of the wise uh, to their vis." Um, from what I've heard, uh, there is only uh, one Inquisitor who has any sway on this planet. Uh, that is. Uh, of course, uh, the, the Inquisitor uh, Barthus Billingberg the Twelfth, um, Inquisitor Billingberg, 
uh, has sole domain uh, over Vicodin. And I don't know if your uh, compatriot here uh, is aware of that or has has spoken to uh, Billingberg, but um, just be aware that uh, Inquisitors might not receive the same cooperation here on Vicodin that they have elsewhere. Uh, I, I saw one come through once and um, they got a, a stern talking to from someone pretty high up the chain. So tread tread lightly. Well, it's my understanding that there's no one further up the train than our Lord Emperor. So if we do not receive the appropriate cooperation, those who cross us can be sure to receive the highest imaginable punishments. Uh, they just <laughs> shrug and say, yeah, okay, good luck with that. Um, all right, uh, none of the three of you look like you're going to die now, uh, at least not from, from these wounds. Um, make sure these two don't get uh, eviscerated and almost chopped in half again, and they, they should be uh, okay-ish um, in the future. And uh, yeah, good luck with your complaint box delivery to the Emperor. I'm sure he'll get right on that. Uh, and then Eris, without another word, just sort of rushes off to go help um, further injured people being brought through, uh, which is around the time that Marty starts to wake up. Uh, Marty, you 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 blink your eyes. Um, you see uh, Vis approaching with uh, with a, a mug of dented mug of tea. Uh, what's going through your head as you wake up? Um, I just want to know what happened to the orcs, and if we won, that's it. I'm alive. Great. Check. Cool. Um, so Atticus, uh, Marnie, uh, wakes up asking about the orcs. What do you tell her? War's not over, but you're alive to fight another day, trooper. Okay. So it's time for us to get back into the fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Now I, I just... was, I was told to advise you not to get eviscerated or cut in half again. Apparently, that's not going to be good for you. That, um, oh, who would advise something like that? Of course. Yeah, well, Doc Harris is uh, a little cut and dry when it comes to the bedside manner. I'd still listen to that advice, though. Uh, are you all right with laying in bed and resting a bit while the Inquisitor comes to? No, I have to get back to the fight. And I just start getting out of bed. Well, now you're part of the Inquisition now, uh, Miss. Not Miss. No, I wouldn't do Miss. Uh, Schwarzenberg, <laughs> Schwarzenberger, is it? Yeah. Yeah. You're part of the Inquisition now, Trooper Schwarzenberger. Oh. Your old responsibilities no longer apply. <laughs> My brain just kind of like breaks a little bit as I like <laughs> have to like, there's, there's a new chain of command, which like, I was aware of in the battlefield, but it was still the battlefield. So I'm like, fuck. (laughs) That I knew. This is like (laughs) a whole new world. Um, Yeah. I will wait for the Inquisitor then. Um, Probably a good idea. And yeah, Marnie, as as you sit up, um, your vision swims a bit uh, and you realize your your arm is in a sling uh, and you've got kind of um, a weird medical webbing over the massive injury to your shoulder. Um, you can't really feel your arm right now. Why is um, this not healed? 
Well, it's it's been a few hours. <laughs> that should be plenty of time for this stupid doctor. <laughs> uh, Laura, go ahead and roll me a Medicaid check, please. Okay. Uh, difficulty of three. Uh, Medicaid, that's intellect. Okay, so we're not doing great there. Land of your strengths. Difficulty yeah. of three. Oh, boy. <laughs> One advantage, two failures. Sorry, we've got uh, the, the grumble of, of vehicles outside. One of the camp Ooh. dogs is just barking away. <laughs> One of the servitors is broken, just in the edge of the room. It's trying to raise its arm, but you just hear the whirring of a gear. Just <laughs> yeah, the muffler's not doing too good. Someone's poked a hole in the muffler. <laughs> you got to muffle the servitors. That's the problem yeah. with the Mechanicum. Um, all right, so Laura, uh, now the dog is sorted. What uh, what was your role? One advantage, two failures. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, this should be healed. Everything you know about medical science suggests that if it doesn't kill you, it will somehow make you stronger, and you do not feel stronger. And this is this yeah. this is bullshit. Um, is is what I think Marnie is is feeling. Um, <laughs> but um, sure enough, as soon as you you sit up, like you you feel like the world spins around you and you almost fall over. So yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to, to take some time with this and, you know, yeah, no, I am. Yes. This is like, I will, I will be of no use in the fight. I well, will stay here. Not right away, but you'll bounce back quick enough here. Let me fix you a cup. That is assumed. Yes. I bring you a dented mug of tea. I'll add, add freaking down it. <laughs> It burns Another. so good all the way down. <laughs> yeah. um, great. So uh, as uh, Atticus, you continue to do tea runs for uh, Marnie. <laughs> uh, Valentine, um, you uh, you slowly come to. Uh, the pain is still real rough, but um, you know you you look down and see bandages crisscrossed and, and again so this weird medical webbing. Um, all of this is I don't know if uh, any of you have ever had the the weird um, Steri strip things they give you to like help it's basically if you they aren't giving you stitches they'll give you these little like sterile almost like, like the butterfly tape. yeah yeah it's basically yeah. just like wound tape so it's that kind of situation it's a field hospital so they're gonna like get you to the bare minimum of okay and then you're you're off to it so definitely not uh the highest grade medical care you've ever received but also better than you know uh theme park world um mm -hmm. It's it's nice to be back under imperial knives again. Um, so um, Valentine, you you slowly wake up. Uh, you see Vis delivering tea to Marnie, who seems to be uh, sitting up, though still grievously wounded. Uh, and uh, you find yourself uh, in field hospital. You immediately notice there are guards, um, but they aren't actively paying attention to you. So you you feel like you're in okayish shape. What do you do? Cool. The first thing he'd do is. Uh, get himself back into his uniform with his breastplate and the coat and everything, because the battlefield has shifted from, you know, being the person with guns to political power. He knows the moments things get complicated. So he wants to be sure that he looks as intimidating and capable and imperial as possible. Cause that's a weapon that he has been taught by his former master is exceedingly useful. Uh, and once he is uh, fully decked out as himself, uh, minus the like, weird stormtrooper armor he'd like yeah, strapped yeah. on top of his other armor so he doesn't mm. look like a kid in his dad's clothes anymore <laughs> i came from the battlefield i did a battle yeah yeah uh so he's dressed up and it'll be 
Atticus, report on the situation, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, and, um, yeah, since I rolled so badly, I guess Atticus doesn't have a whole ton to report, but he'll just basically mention, um, uh, well, we arrived uh, at forward operating base, Charlie. You announced our arrival and promptly passed out, sir. Collected yourself and uh, Trooper Marnie here, brought you in to receive care. Uh, Dr. Eris performed medical uh, procedures on the both of you, and now you are uh, recovering. It's been about uh, five or six hours, sir. They posted a guard out front, and uh, I permitted no visitors other than medical staff, sir. Excellent work. Now, if you don't mind me asking, who are these guards, and who deigned to set them upon us? Well, there's talk of a uh, only one Inquisitor that gets... Uh, cooperation on this planet one uh i wrote it so fast i can't read it barthus uh, billingberg one barthus billingberg so i've not heard that name but apparently he's the one in charge and another inquisitor on the planet is not exactly welcome news Greetings, fellow servants of the Emperor. It is I, Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I am here to call you to step forward and serve the Emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the Golden Throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? Because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, it's for the Emperor and we'll save your souls. That is a bit of a surprise, especially if he has some sort of I'm the only one complex. Uh, do I know anything about Barthus Billingberg, Tom? Is this a name that I would know from this sector? Um, go ahead and roll a <laughs> inquisition check. Um, Fuck, I would normally say like a history, but... Do you want to do like a forbidden lore? Uh, yes, let's do that. Sure. Cool. Then let's see what I've got. What's my difficulty, Tom? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say difficulty of um, four uh, for this one. One advantage, two failure. Uh, one advantage, two failure. Okay. Twins. <laughs> yeah, we only have uh, those dice. Those are the only dice we yeah. have. They only do that. <laughs> um, cool. So, no, you haven't heard of, of this guy, but um, for your point of advantage, uh, I will give you that it is highly unlikely he is an inquisitor of this sector. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this... There are a lot of question marks in this thing that do not make sense to Valentine at this point. Uh, I think he would then go uh, and essentially, I don't know if we got like a door. I don't know what our situation is, but. Um, yeah, there's a, it, it's a, a tent. Um, okay, great. 
but then it I does think- have a front front flap. There are guards posted outside uh, of that. Um, but yeah, you've got the the two the two cots, kind of the the chair where um, uh, Atticus has been hanging out, um, and he can he has been coming and going to get tea. It's just like under watch. Cool. Uh, I think Valentine would just uh, go to the the tent flap. We got to open it up and look to whichever guard looked the most in charge. So I requested the presence of a ranking commissar in this area. Uh, why have they not arrived yet? Um, and uh, the uh, trooper uh, looks at you and says, uh, uh, well, sir, um, we've been unable to ascertain any uh, details or information about uh, how exactly uh, you all ended up in the uh, in the field, particularly in the... Uh, the uh, hijacked orc vehicle until we have uh, more answers on that. Uh, the commissar uh, for safety reasons will not be approaching uh, your compatriot with the power fist was quite adamant that uh, no one should talk uh, to anyone. So uh, now that you seem to be up and about, sir, uh, I'm sure the commissar would be happy to happy to speak to you. Excellent. I look forward to them attending me. I'll, I'll wait here, I guess. Uh, could you have food brought in? That'd be wonderful. Uh, and he'll just walk away without even waiting for an answer. Like I th- his, his strategy here is just like act like you're in charge. <laughs> yep. And then come down like the wrath of the emperor on the first person <laughs> to object to you being in charge. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Interesting so- fact about Valentine. He's good at intimidation <laughs> and lying. There is no charm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go ahead with... Um, Intimidation, which I believe would be coercion. Yeah, it's coercion in this one. Uh, let's go ahead with coercion, please. Great. What's the difficulty? Two. Uh, I'm going to give you one setback for the sort of mass confusion about what's going on. Mm. Three success. Nice. Okay. Um, so the uh, the two soldiers confer for a moment, um, but you're requests are entirely reasonable. It's not like you're like, bring me a ship and some guns. Um, <laughs> so uh, they, um, one of them uh, nods to, to just sort of a camp aide who rushes off and, and gets uh, some food brought in. Um, as, uh, as the food's getting set up, uh, the three of you have a moment to kind of catch up uh, in a non-combat setting um, for a moment uh, before the commissar arrives. Is there anything you think you would discuss? We can safely assume that everyone gets roughly caught up on what's going on, just so that we don't have to play out a scene where you all just kind of recap the last few adventures yeah. uh, for each other. Um, you can listen to the beginning of the episode for that. Um, so uh, everyone gets roughly caught up on uh, what's going on. The only things I think, and I think I know the answer to this, that are, are worth kind of qu- uh, adding as question marks are, Valentine, would you share your working theory about the battlefield now? You do have a bit of time. Uh, and Marnie, would you mention that you heard a voice in your head? I suspect Marnie probably wouldn't, given that that seems like bullshit to her. But yeah, I I, I, I think there's just like um, she totally brushes it off as like a hallucination. Perfect. Well, friends, I believe the situation is somewhat more complicated than we may have first estimated. It appears, based on the forces present and the lack of awareness of this conflict on a central world, that this is some sort of for lack of a better term, it's a distraction. This is a war that is meant to not end. The commands we've seen don't make sense. They were shelling too deeply, enough to deny reinforcements but not prevent the charge. Imperial lives seem to be being spent to delay a conflict and keep it going. And the fact that there is the Inquisition involved is immensely complicated. I don't know if this Inquisitor is innocent. I doubt it. Uh, One of the rules of the Inquisition is 
innocence proves nothing and assume guilt. Uh, and we have a rogue trader to hunt down. I have limitless authority because of the Inquisition. He also has limitless authority because of the Inquisition. This could be complicated. Essentially right now, have you ever played uh, Calvin Ball? Have you ever heard of this? Uh, I've, I've heard of it, sir, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, Lord Arkham Calvin uh, was one of the High Lords of Terror uh, several centuries ago, uh, and he had part of his brain lost in a servitor accident, just attacked by a loading servitor. And then he created a game that he called Calvin Ball uh, that he played uh, with a number of other High Lords before his execution for treason. Uh, essentially, it was a game where he brought a gun into a room uh, along with a mace, uh, and then he made up whatever rules he wanted for about an hour, and whoever left the room lost because he always won. This will be an improvisational experience for all of us. I intend to win, and I intend for our enemies to die. That's all. Are you going to kill everyone here? I hope not. I believe the guard, ultimately having seen the two of you have come from it, are not actually at fault for this conflict. However... I have grave concerns about Barthus Billingberg the Twelfth uh, and the generals of the armies involved, as well as the unit that turned on our dear Atticus. I I, I must was... say it is uh, it was a shock to me to discover uh, this base here so equipped. I have been fighting a personal war with these orcs for ten years. How has it not ended? What is going on? What I like is that you and I are asking the same questions. It shows you you have a certain cunning about you, Marnie, that I find incredibly charming. Also, to be absolutely clear, Atticus, uh, all of the skull crawlers uh, I will schedule for execution the moment we have the ability. Perfect. Uh, and there is one uh, technician or uh, engineer, one Balto, I believe their name was. They put that damn device on my arm that rendered it useless. I'd like to see to them done in as well. Wonderful. If you could, uh, and he'll just take out his data slate and offer it to Atticus, just be like, write down the names of everyone you know is involved uh, with your betrayal. I'd love to have a list that I could just hand off to the commissariat. Uh, I write down all the lists of the people that I met right. uh, in the, in that unit. Um, uh, Atticus also asks... Uh, uh, if it's uh, if it's not too forward, sir, I'd be curious to know how you came to uh, Planet Vicodin. Were you sent here? Were, uh, are we on a mission, sir? Yes. I was sent here by the Emperor, who sent me holy visions after the crash of a battleship, warning me that there are ten figures who will see him torn from his throne if we do not stop them. I traveled from world to world, desperately on ships with allies hard won and hard lost. Then I crashed on this planet, discovering you here. And that means the three of us are the only ones who can carry out a quest that will save the Emperor and the Imperium. That's how I came to be here. That's how you came to be here. And that is why we cannot fail. Atticus's eyes are like as big as dinner plates. <laughs> and his, his fingers unconsciously like reach up to the uh, uh, the the etching on his armor of uh, of the god emperor with his sword, <clears throat> uh, he has no response. He's completely blown away. 
So this mission will require us to carry out things that lesser people would not. It will require us to hunt for corruption and root out those in the highest seats of imperial authority. It will require, ultimately, for our friends and for those who do not know us, perhaps to think us traitors, to think us treasonous, to think us heretics. But we do this for the throne, friends. We will make sure the Imperium marches on at the cost of our own reputation and lives, if need be, because we're already heroes. Very good, sir. I'm looking forward to my first game of Calvin Bowl. You've brought the Imperium's best mace, and I like cock my arm, and I gesture over to Marnie, and the biggest gun. Tell me who to shoot, and I will shoot them. Excellent. So Sepwan is figuring out who to shoot, but I love the energy in this room. So I've got a commissar <laughs> coming. Uh, we'll see where the lay of the land is here, and then we'll figure out the next steps. You want a cup of tea, sir? Yeah, that would be lovely. Also, I got food for everyone. Please, just collect whatever you need. I'm sure it's terrible, but it's what they had on offer. And with that, uh, the new members of the Valentine Heresy um, break bread and enjoy a brief meal before being rudely interrupted by the arrival of the Commissar. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Vase, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You found the heart! She found a key to the heart. On the quest of a lifetime, three best friends take on a harrowing journey. Your mind and body will be tested in these upcoming weeks, as well as your heart. Where more is at stake than a gift from the gods, being with Albina and I is going to be weird. Not bad weird, just uh, different. Everything's different on the water. 
When new friends meet, you have an office? Where do you think I do all the pirate business? Pirates have business? It's a parchment nightmare. And family secrets are revealed. We could be twins. Yes, I've noticed. This young crew of adventurers will learn what it takes to complete the deadly journey to the heart. It's not like an island could set a trap for us. What? Lightning fog? Are you kidding me? But is getting what they want worth losing what they have? I was happy with you and Charlie. Was? Look at us! How could I be? Journey to the Heart. Now available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Tune in each week and vote for where you think the story should go next. What we-